Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. All right, welcome back, Packers fans. We are the hottest of hot messes. <laughs> this is what happens when oh. we're the caboose of all of the Cheesehead TV podcasts yeah. in a week. It is Wednesday. <laughs> Everything has already been talked about. We're going to talk we, about it anyways. We're going to talk gonna about mad. it here anyways. All right, Jason Perona, Jeremy Vanderlinden of Cheesehead TV. Jeremy, what up? How are you? I'm, you know, I'm okay after that freaking Packer game like I'm mad almost every day and every time I turn turn anything on that's Packers related any Packers news any Packers podcast anything it like just re-riles up the anger and frustration there's gonna be a lot of anger so you might want to adjust your volume already we're gonna have a couple of moments on the show but Jeremy would you please in the live chat put the YouTube channel link yes I will do that we're having some trouble getting the show up on cheeseheadtv.com I don't know why so please go to our YouTube channel if you want to listen to the show live all right, so it's already been talked about a million times. The tie, heard around the world. The last time the Packers tied a game, it was against these very same Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau Field, 2013. Aaron Rodgers did not play. It was the Scott Tolzien and Matt Flynn show. Yep. This was Aaron Rodgers against the Minnesota Vikings, and the game still ended in a tie, although it should not have. Where do we even want to start? Should we start at the beginning when the Packers built themselves a nice 10-point lead? Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate, big special teams touchdown. Geronimo Allison with a special teams block. It still impresses me that he plays on special teams and he's, con- and he's playing so well. Right. He's playing really well. Uh, I, I, didn't, I, I guess I didn't know what to think of Geronimo Allison and, wh- and where things would land for him. I did not expect him to play as well as he has been this season. It's, it's been a very pleasant surprise. Him, him and Randall Cobb's first game were both very nice surprises to, to kick off the year. Right. So, and, the, and those guys are your top three, and obviously the Packers are going to lean on them heavily for production in the passing game. We finally saw the reason why the Packers brought Jimmy Graham in in this game. He yep. was all over the place when all he wasn't over. getting mugged and robbed. Right. I mean, robbed in many ways. He got robbed of his first Lambo leap. Yep. Packers got robbed of six points. Right. And I think he also got pass interfered with in another, on another uh, occasion down the sideline. Yeah. Well, technically, they did get four points out of it, uh, technically and unfortunately. They didn't because they or, or they missed four points. They got three points out of it because they kicked a field goal. But still, it's he, it, it should have been a touchdown. It, he should have been in, in, in the stands. Instead, uh, I don't know if you if you saw this because at the bar, things are like there's a lot of chaos going on. But um, Stefan Diggs trying to jump into Lambeau. Did you see him trying to jump in the stands? My one of my dreams, and I'm sure I'll have this actual dream some night is that I'm in the front row in the end zone at Lambeau and an opposing player tries to jump right into my section because I don't care if I'm banned for life. That guy is landing on his head and it's going to be from my hands. Yeah. 
Like just, I'm not even like I am literally pushing. I am pushing to murder, especially a Viking. Like, Any NFL players that are listening to this that are not Green Bay Packers, if this, if you see me in the stands and you jump into my mm-hmm. section, I am sticking my hand inside your face mask, gouging your eyes out, and oh, pushing geez. you to the turf. Oh, geez. It got real, no, real intense. This is, I was uh, going to ask if you are going to bring Shane. And that's, not a, a, that's not a threat. That's a promise. <laughs> that's a so. promise. So what you're saying is if you're an opposing player, um, a Lambo leap is not a safe option. It's not a good idea. And it really isn't. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, guys think that it would be, and not that um, we condone any real violence on anyone, but uh, it just it, it, to have Stephon Diggs, to have a Minnesota Viking try to jump in the stands is a thousand times worse than the time um, Ocho Cinco did it. I was there for that game, but he cheated. He he looked for a bunch of Bengals fans to jump into, so that's kind of lame. Um, major cheatery. Yep, major cheatery. So <sighs> Jimmy Graham shows up in a big way. He gets robbed of a touchdown. What? That? Okay, that was not a hold from Lane Taylor. Am I? Am I wrong? No, it's a great block. It's a great block. It buries him. The guy lost his footing while Lane Taylor's got him blocked. The guy loses his footing because he's getting like pushed into no man's land. He loses his feet. He goes to the ground. Lane Taylor falls on top of him, mm-hmm. and it's a hold. Yeah. I've seen it happen before. It's a very arbitrary call by the officials. Tony Carrente's crew is the most arbitrary flag-throwing crew that yeah. is still left in the NFL because you see uh, Ed Hockley is retired. Gene Steratore retired. Thank God. Who's that dingling? Jeff Triplett retired. Yeah. So you've got a new legion of, doofus, of referees, and Tony Carrente is like one of the new senior members now. And so is he going to become the new Jeff Triplett? I, I don't know. I don't know. It was bad. That game that was, was a mess. It was a mess through and through from beginning to end. I mean, we're going to get into the Clay Matthews stuff, but beyond that, like it was just a, a, a game full of botched refing. It, it was just, even after the game, we had a Vikings fan come up to us and say, Hey, that, you know, even, even Vikings fans were saying, Hey, the refs kind of screwed you guys. After, after they made their points and wanted to argue that, uh, uh, God, I don't even know. It was just I stupid think, Vikings argument stuff. Complete arbitrary receiver was, yeah, exactly. Shenanigans. Uh, Jarius Wright is the, the number, uh, one of the top 10 receivers in the NFL. So, yeah. so that was awful. I mean, there, there's, there's so many to go through here. We've been, you've been through them a million times as Packers fans by this time of the week because it's the middle of the week, but it, it, it bears mentioning now because we have the advantage of what has been said over the last couple days. Yeah. The NFL has come out, supported Carrente's call, and they've used the Clay Matthews tackle sack on Kirk Cousins that should have been part of the game ending play, which which not would have ended the game, but it would have sealed the given the ball back to the Packers to run up the clock as an example of how not to tackle the quarterback. The only thing you can do is not lunge at a quarterback. You basically need to do what Mike Daniels did and just wrap up and stand up. Like wrap up and stand up until the refs just blow the whistle because nobody's moving and they're like, okay, the play's over. It's like when you've got five guys trying to tackle one running back and he won't go down. They just blow the whistle dead because forward progress has been stopped long enough. That, I think, is becoming like the only safe way to to sack a quarterback. And they literally use the term, you need a cradle. The quarterback, like there's certain things that you can't do in full speed mm-hmm. as a defensive player. What's in he the supposed NFL. to do? What's he supposed to do? Excuse me, sir. May I tackle you? 
that was actually going to be one of our options to call the the show today. And yeah, I mean, it's it's just that that if you're not if you haven't played football before, if it's been a long time you since you played live football in pads, when you're going full speed, it's easy to think these guys can do some of these things and hold up and change their trajectory and do some different stuff. It's not easy. It's hard. It's very difficult. And Matthews came out and basically said, listen, I, I've been coached to do what I'm going to do. Mike McCarthy came out and said, we're pretty confident in how we've coached our defensive players. It's basically the Packers saying, listen, we're going to play football. And if you want to flag us, fine. And if you want right. to make it up at some point, fine. So now instead of a victory against a very, a big, a big divisional victory, there's a tie. Right. So the Packers haven't lost any games. They've got this pesky tie, which is like a half a win, half a loss. So however you want to see the glass, half mm-hmm. full or half empty at the end of the season, it's that's going to be a factor. All right, here's the deal. I want to I want to want to roll back the tape a little here because I, I have some thoughts and feelings that I just need to get out. This is like this right here is going to be my therapy for the week to get beyond this because it's very frustrating that things are where they are. Um, this is officially the WTF moment of the show. So I <laughs> Clay against the bears made a big mistake, right? Like huge boo-boo. Don't do that at the end of the game. It didn't even look like a huge, it was a boo-boo. It wasn't a huge boo-boo. It's not like he knocked him into next week. Okay. But it was, but it was a mistake. And that no, was a, it was a mistake nonetheless. Call. Right. Okay. And then when, the, then when this happened in this game, I was, I was pissed at clay. Like I was immediately pissed off at clay Matthews and blaming clay because when everything's happening in real time, it's really hard to know what's actually going on. But Going back and looking at what happened, it's very clear that Clay did nothing other than put pressure on the quarterback and try to sack him. What the hell is he supposed to do when the quarterback has the football in his hand? What's he supposed to do? I don't understand how the league can look at this play and say, that is the exact example of what we don't want you to do in the NFL anymore. Because what, okay. The only thing Clay Matthews could have done was keep his feet. Now, I don't know the no. way he's tackling. Well, that, but no, that's exactly my point. He right. could. The only thing he could have done to avoid the flag, then, according to what the league is saying, is you have to somehow keep your feet. You have to lunge forward and get vertical right. enough to, or horizontal enough that you can you can get cousins to the ground. Because by the way, quarterbacks are still big guys too. They're they're adults too. Right. But don't don't leave your feet because then all you're doing is just knocking the quarterback, and if he right. falls over on his own fruition, then he so falls over. This is this is what's happening. The league made a mistake. This rule is a bad it's a bad choice. It was a bad rule. They got rid of the catch rule which which was confusing as hell and made football really difficult to watch for the last few years and found a new stupid thing to replace it with and this is going to be the thing. What's well, worse? Okay? This it's is worse. worse. Yes, and instead of saying, "Hey, um we got that wrong," they're doubling down and claiming that that was the right call. And so what the NFL is doing is they're taking this turd of a play putting it on some moldy bread, adding some Limburger cheese, and serving up turd sandwiches to literally every football fan that cares about the game. Here's the thing. The way that this game turned out should bother every Packer, every football fan, not just Packer fans. Because it's going to affect your team too. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of any NFL team, there is a chance that this kind of thing ends a football game for your team. Ends a season. Ends right. a championship Because run. here's the thing. It's a tie. And that's that it, it's not a loss. That's great. But there's still a benefit to the Minnesota Vikings, and they have the upper hand. Because later in the season, if it's close, the Packers go to Minnesota in November. In Week 12, they have to go into Minnesota, and they have to win that football game. If the division is close, they're going to have to win in Minnesota. 
The upper hand goes to Minnesota because of that stupid mistake. So it doesn't matter that it was a tie. It was actually a loss for the Green Bay Packers. Well, you know what, though? I mean, based on the results and the way that the game should have ended, regardless of how they got there, the Vikings should have won that game anyway. It's a 25-yard field goal. And Danny Carlson is unemployed right now. He's in the unemployment line. We miss you, Danny Carlson. Yeah. If it was okay. not not for him, we wouldn't even be celebrating the tie that was. But I, I have an issue with that. I have an issue with saying that they should have won anyways because they shouldn't have. They shouldn't even have been in the damn position for him to even try to kick for that field goal. Okay, but I'll play devil's advocate here because I always do. And I, and I also want to say, too, if you follow me on Twitter, after the game, and this is kind of what I do, too, I try to just – the reality is the reality, so is it really worth the crying over the spilled milk? So I basically said, listen, we know what the rules are. We now have another example of the expectations from the officials. Players have to somehow find a way to play within the game and make this happen. Now, it's right. physically impossible, but that but we know what the rules are and we know what their expectations are. Can they meet them? I have no idea. I think the Packers are going continue, to continue to try to play football and hopefully we get a different officiating yeah. crew and and they'll be okay with that. But the the series of events and everything that led up to it there is is a, it's a huge it's a huge debacle. It's right. bad because you're going to have different crews calling different games. And so the the arbitrariness of this whole thing is is disgusting. But, okay, here, listen. it's easy. This is easier said than done, too. If you're up against it, overcome it. Don't let the, the officials be – don't let the officials be in control of this game. Don't put Devon House on Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And, and Kevin King – is going to be is probably going to miss this game this week. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy said King is challenged to play, which means some of Packers Twitter and some Devon of the House. some of the beat writers have opined that Devon House is going to get more work. Why would you do that? Just yeah. put Josh Jackson out there, right? Hey, if you're uh, if you're on Periscope, which we do have some people on Periscope listening to the show, uh, if you get a chance, share this show. We um, we had some technical issues, so the show's not up on Cheesehead TV. Uh, the chat is, uh, well, it's there, but there's nobody in it. So nobody's uh, nobody's watching on Cheesehead because we had some YouTube issues there. The show is up on YouTube. It's up on Periscope. If you're watching on either of those spots, share it with your friends. Get some people in the chat here, and we'll discuss uh, discuss some of your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers. If you have any questions, send those along. We do have a couple Twitter questions uh, that, that we'll, we'll uh, answer. So back to the, this game in the, in the hot, steamy garbage pile that it was. The referees screwed the Green Bay Packers more than once throughout that game, but the last one seemed to be the nail in the coffin because that last one was on a play that would have ended the game for real. That that interception was huge, and the game would have been over right there. And instead, we have to watch the teams go into overtime. So I have a solution, and, and, and I want to I wanna share this with you, and I, I'm, I'm curious what fans might think. I think that the NFL, if, if this is the way that they're going to go, if they're going to go with these uh, – These ridiculous subjective rules. It's subjective. This is the issue. The rule is written in a way that's subjective. The referee, as an individual, as a a human being, decides what's intimidating and what's not. And one might be more intimidated by something than the other. So it's a subjective call, and that doesn't make any sense to me. And if that's the direction they're going to go, I think the answer is any play that would have resulted in a touchdown or a turnover needs to be reviewable, including the penalty. So, okay, and then... then then you get the the winos who come out and say it's going to prolong the game too okay, much. You're, 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 I, I you're already, reviewing too much. I already have uh, a rebuttal to that stupidity. The Packer game wouldn't have went into overtime. Okay? It would have ended in regulation. 
So you're not necessarily prolonging the game by making that reviewable. In fact, I think it should be an automatically reviewed play. Any any penalty that erases a touchdown or a turnover should automatically be reviewed. And I think that's the answer. And if you're going to come up with these cumbersome rules and you're going to you're going to come up with this stuff that makes it difficult for officiating, because I don't blame the refs. It's not their fault. That 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 call on Clay Matthews, I don't blame the referees on that one. That's the league. The league did that. The league is screwing everyone over and screwing up the game of football. So I don't, I, I, I think it, it, the only answer to correct this is to make those plays reviewable and automatically reviewable. But the league, the problem with that though, is that the league basically came out and said that had it been reviewed, they would have just uh, upheld the call. That's fine, but if the other... Okay, so let's say every play that happened in that game that he raced a touchdown or interception was reviewed automatically. So the Lane Taylor uh, hold call, now that hold goes under review. One of those calls, one of those bad calls by a referee that was a big tide turner may have been overturned. And if one of those is overturned, the Packers win that football game. There were multiple calls by the referees in that game that took the game away from the Packers. It wasn't just the Clay Matthews call. Right. So, the, so then the question is, that's why this is football's darkest day, because is this the new NFL? This is the new NFL, and this is going to be difficult for teams to win games right. because you're constantly having great plays, defensive plays taken away because somebody touched somebody yeah, across the field I, or someone touched a quarterback. Or, I, I don't get it, man. I, I'm not I, – I don't I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. Like this the – the game that I love no longer – it's almost like it no longer exists because here's the problem. Defenses can't put pressure on the quarterback anymore because the quarterback's going to know they can't touch me or I'm going to get a free first down. So the, so the defenses have to back off. So what do you do? Play contain, hope your corners can hold up and make sure the quarterback doesn't get out of the pocket and run. And why the hell would he? So it doesn't make any, what they're doing is, is destroying the game of football the way that it is. The way that defenses scheme against offenses, taking away the pass, Putting pressure on the quarterback is now a struggle for defenses. It's a competitive disadvantage in favor of the offense. That is that is beyond beyond the norm, beyond what's okay. It's ridiculous. I do not I don't see how they can say this is the right call. So it's three days later, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about this, and everyone wants to move on and move on to the Washington game, which we'll talk about a little bit uh, before we We'll tease it a little bit because we're going to do the pregame show at the Watershed in Tempe here in Arizona. So if you're in the Phoenix right. area, come down to the Watershed at around 920, what, 920? 920, yeah, 920, 9, uh, Nice and early on the West yeah. Coast. Yeah. So we'll be doing the show live, and then obviously it'll be about 40 minutes before kickoff on Cheesehead TV, barring any technical difficulties we're trying to figure out right now. Jersey Al is frantically trying to yeah, poor Jersey Al. help us out here, which we appreciate. I have no idea what to say. It's, it's the same. We've done the same thing we did before, and we're still having problems. So it's not on Cheesehead TV, which is the whole point of the show. So we apologize for that, but we're working on it. So, all right, you got major drama with the refs. I think we've talked about that over and over and over again. Let's talk about the things that the Packers could have controlled, okay? I mentioned Devon House on Stephon Diggs. I thought Dom Capers had left Green Bay. What the hell happened here? <sighs> okay, I don't want to make too many excuses for the defense. It was 85 degrees, and they, the, the Vikings ran 31% of their plays in that football game after the Clay Matthews call. That's so much football happening in such a short span of time, by the end of that game, the defense was completely gassed. 
They played a good two and a half quarters. They were they were okay to start the third half. You got you got to play you got to play four. Oh, I know. You got to play four quarters. I know, and, and, and you're right. But I but to compare and say Dom Capers, I I don't I'm not. I there. feel like this game in a way in a much much smaller way was a lot like Seattle, where there's like a myriad of things that if one of them had gone right, the Packers win the game. So okay, House gives up the long touchdown. No surprise there. You've got uh you've got a a, a prize racehorse against a guy in a potato sack. So that's not going to end well. Yeah. So there's a touchdown right there. How about the touchdown throw to Adam Thielen in the okay, end zone yeah. where Kentrell Bryce has mm-hmm. the every – he's got him dead to rights. The football's in his sights. His he's ball. got the angle. His ball. All you got to do is knock it away or pick the ball off. He takes this weird angle, cuts it off at the front, gets in Jair Alexander's way, and the only thing that happens is Adam Thielen catches the ball right. and falls into the end zone so, for – the touchdown. the touchdown that led to the tie. So, on that play, what 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 is he supposed to do? Because are they is it that he should have backed off because Jair was in position to make a play on that? Should he have backed him off? He up? wasn't. Like uh, he wasn't. Jair Alexander's facing away from the ball because he wasn't in the right position to turn around and, and make a play on it. He's trying to keep coverage on Thielen, who's a savvy receiver. Mm-hmm. Alexander's a rookie. Yes, he's very fast. He's very right. gifted, but he's still very young. So he doesn't have his face turned to the ball. Right. He can't see what's going on. The only chance Alexander has to break up that pass is if the ball hits him in the back of the head. Well, going back and looking at that play, for me personally, I think Alexander was in a good position to make that play. He, he slowed did. up. He slowed up because of Bryce. He saw Bryce coming. He slowed up. Bryce saw him. He slowed up, and it screwed up the whole play. They both slowed up for each other. So Bryce was, was like trying the, not to collide with, with Alexander, and Alexander was trying not to collide with Bryce, and it just so happened they both slowed up just enough for the ball to squeak in there and get to Thielen. So it's like it's like calling a fly ball in the outfield right, somehow. Right, exactly. Got it. Somebody's got to say, I got it. Because, like, hey, Bryce, you want to make a play? Then go make that freaking play. You don't – I'm sorry. Like, okay – Atari Bigby would have destroyed anybody that was in his way. Well, the rules were okay? different back then. That doesn't matter. It's his own freaking player. They're not penalizing, penalizing him for running into Alexander. And, yeah, I don't want to lose Alexander for the season either, but don't be timid because your own guy's in your way. And I know Atari Bigby's a bad comparison because it's not like Atari Bigby was a great safety. Remember that time he, like, absolutely destroyed L. Harris? He just killed him on the sideline. He was going for the ball. And it was exactly that I... situation. He crept over. He saw the ball coming. He went for it and just crushed L. Harris, and it was like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> this is your teammate. Anyways, Bryce has to make that play. The ball's in his face. He needs to go get it. He needs to go get it. It, it was watching that play happen. I see him coming across the middle. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be picked. He's on his way. He's got his arms up. This is going to be picked. And he slowed up, and Alexander slowed up right at the same time. Ball squeaked in there. That ball could only go in one spot to be a touch, to be a catch and be a touchdown, and it went into not, I, I said it on another show. It wasn't a turkey hole. It was like a Cheerio hole. Like a Cheerio hole. That, that's, how, that's how insane that whole thing was. It was, it was very much like Seattle because it's like so many precise things had to happen. The Packers' percentage of winning had to have been in the 80s or 90s. And they didn't win the game. It's another meltdown. How much you putting? How much of this are you putting on Mike McCarthy? It's his twelfth season coaching the Green Bay Packers. Why thirteenth actually? Why? Explain to me why can't Mike McCarthy's team seem to close out some of these games with decent football players? Yeah, they did it when they had elite players. They had Nick Collins and Charles Woodson back there, and you had every best player at every position back mm-hmm. there. 
Why can't this team play fundamental football and and why can't they win the last five minutes of games? Why? You, you know, I, on I, defense. I I I wish I knew. I, I wish I knew. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's infuriating and it's been that this way is the for kind years. Of stuff. These are the caliber of opponents the Packers are going to see if they make the playoffs this year. You've got to find a way to win a game like that, and you're at home. Okay, wait. I would argue this. A good defense finds a way to make plays and end the game, right? And that's the argument. They need to find ways to, to make plays and end the game. And they did that. They literally did that thing. And if Clay Matthews isn't called for that stupid penalty, the game is over, and we're talking about how well the defense played when it was needed. That's what we're talking about. Ha-ha with the tip pass interception that he had. Well, that was Laquan Treadwell. And then Alexander with the, with, the, uh, with the interception because of Clay. Those two things happening very close to each other. We'd be talking about how the defense shut this game down, and we wouldn't be talking about how the defense failed in any way. That would not be the conversation. But the problem is the referee stepped in, took a big crap all over it, and now we have to talk about the, the, the minutes preceding that. That moment, after that moment, the Vikings ran 31% of their offensive plays after that moment. That's a lot of football. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. That, and, the, and, the, and the other fallout from that, too, and I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek, is that it really padded Kirk Cousins' stats, and now you've got idiots on Twitter talking about how he was so much better than Aaron Rodgers. Statistically, okay, fine, but there was so much stupidity that happened and, and that played into that whole thing. I don't really yeah. necessarily know. They're not saying that Cousins is better than Rodgers. They're just saying he had, such a, he had, a, he had a markedly better day. Well... Okay, Aaron Rodgers is, is hobbling around. He's on one leg, and they'll say, well, that's no excuse. Why is he out there hampering his team that if he can't play at full go? He did fumble the football on the pistol read yeah. when Jamal Williams thought he was getting the ball, and he, he hung out of the ball long, and Rodgers banged the ball into his knee, and he might have probably converted for a first down. There's so many things, so many things that did not happen well in this game, and it's just you can't get it back, and it does suck because it was the home game against your toughest divisional opponent, and you're going to have to see them again in their building. Right. That said – it's later this season. This team is going to be clicking. The offense is going to be clicking. The defense is going to have worked out some of the kinks. The vet, the rookies are going to be that much smarter. Right. But, Jeremy, I don't know if you saw this or not today on Packers News, but apparently Aaron Rodgers is concerned that his knee injury is going to get worse. That was the title of the – that was the headline of the uh, article that News. I saw there uh, online. <laughs> Tom Silverstein. Uh, I, I didn't see what Aaron actually said. I did. And here's what it was. He was asked, hey, by a reporter, hey, any concern that your knee might continue to get worse if you're playing on it and you're putting the pressure and the strain okay. on it or you take a hit? Okay. Well, there's always – and Aaron Rodgers says, well, there's always that concern, but I hope it goes the other way. That was literally the exchange. The headline that came out of that, Jeremy, again, Aaron Rodgers' concerned knee might worsen Throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like like I'm concerned that my beer is empty, but, you know, I'm not talking about it, and I'm just going to deal with There's it. There's more the in the fridge. The show, right? There's more in the fridge. So I just think it's like that where it's like, yeah, sure, I'm a little concerned that that, that, that might happen, but, hey, you know what? It is what it is, and let's see what happens by the end of the season. Okay. I, it's clickbait. We it's, Okay, well, now listen. I, I think it's clickbait uh, because – the context of the conversation feels completely different than that, than that headline. Right. But listen, we as writers, yes, we want to attract attention. Right. Al, God bless him, gives us the ability to create a catchy title if we want. And mm -hmm. we do need to be clever about it. I personally would never go that route. Right. I'm not saying that it's, it's the worst thing on earth to do it. 
if you want the reaction that you're going to get from it, because people are going to read the article and quickly realize what it really was. Mm -hmm. But that was, I read that right away and I was like, what, what is this? I went in there and read it and I was like, I, I had a feeling I'm like, this is probably something taken out of context or it's a snippet of a conversation. I'm going to open this thing up. And it wasn't even a very long article. It was, it was literally, you're, you're, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to be respectful here without saying it was clickbait, but that's pretty much. What no, it was clickbait done. They want somebody to click on it and read it. So they made it sound so scary. If, so fear, for those, okay. fear sells the most, the 100%. most clicks. 100%. Fear is the biggest click for anything we're talking about. Whether you're worried about your sports team or you're worried about your politics, the number one driver for anything is fear. hundred percent true. So for those of you out there that are listening to the show, all three of you right now that are listening live, <laughs> and if you're listening to this after the fact, we appreciate it. Yeah. And you are, you're going to be that guy who's going to go into work. Cause I work with a guy who's a Packers fan and he's that fan who comes up to me every day and he'll say the most outlandish thing that was on Twitter. That was from an unverified source that somebody threw out there as an opinion. He's like, Hey, I heard Dom capers is going to come back because they're going to fire. he's that guy, right? Don't be that guy and go into the office tomorrow and say, hey, did you hear Rogers' injury is going to keep getting worse if he plays? on?" No, that is not true. That is not necessarily true. It could happen. Sure, it could happen. That's not the point of what was written. Right. Read your English words. Read. Read, understand, then discuss. Right. Okay? All right. Another media funity and this is amazing we're recording this on a wednesday and i i say recording this because of the technical issues of clearly clearly not sure. made this the live, live show that it should be but the packers did not even practice today mike mccarthy gave him the mm -hmm. day off it's going to be a little humid in washington still a little bit warm he doesn't want his guys getting exhausted he wants them to be able to close out a game in the fourth quarter although this is washington not minnesota we'll get there at some point rob demosky of espn Love Rob. Great guy. Uh -huh. Like his stuff. Asked Jimmy Graham <laughs> if he would talk to him. Jimmy Graham walked past him. Didn't want to talk to him. Rob Domoski asked Graham if he was going to ever talk to the media. Jimmy Graham basically said, that's not my thing. Continued walking along. Rob was like, so are you just going to pay the media fine? And Graham just kind of ignored it and walked out the door. Domoski tweets this. It's newsworthy. You know, hey, I tried to talk to Jimmy Graham. Fans are probably like, hey, how come we haven't heard anything from Jimmy Graham in three weeks? We don't know him. New Orleans Saints fans know him. They know his, his right. show. We know what he does right. every week. Apparently, he doesn't like talking to the media. Jimmy Graham tweets back at Rob Domofsky to that same tweet and says, hey, if, you, if you're going to quote me, then include my, uh, you know, drop a pair and tag me, meaning use my handle. Now, the way that Rob shared this was via uh, an online platform that doesn't allow him, that goes to several sources at one time, and it probably doesn't allow him to use a Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's what he said. Yeah. So, Jimmy Graham, just for further, further note, for future uh, knowledge, Jimmy Graham will not be speaking to the media. We will probably not hear any of Jimmy Graham's comments on anything for the rest of this season. I think, uh, honestly, I think it's kind of BS on, on, um, Domofsky's part in in some ways if you have a complaint take it to the guy if you have a complaint take it to the league why did you have to tweet about that like what do you what are you looking to gain by tweeting that the story you're looking for you're looking for the story. that's that is his job that is Domofsky's job give us a story give us something what's going on what's happening with the Packers why isn't this new awesome free agent who was mm -hmm. a big focal point of the offense on Sunday and probably going to do some big things over the next couple of weeks in this season, right. 
Why isn't he talking to the media? Look, None of us know. I don't care that Jimmy Graham's not talking to the media. You keep performing on Sundays. Don't talk to anybody. I don't care. Sit in your locker with a towel over your head. Be Marshawn Lynch. I don't give a crap. Show up on Sunday and play well. Be a good teammate. And that's what I care about. And so I know it's his job to find the story. And, 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 and he wants to talk to Jimmy Graham because he's trying to write a story. And Graham's not giving him anything. And so I think out of frustration, he takes it and makes it public. Because all he has to do as a media member is report that to whoever he's got to report it to. And something gets done about it. But instead he goes public. And it kind of makes Jimmy Graham look bad. And great, it's the story. But like as a fan, I don't appreciate that. I don't have any need to know that he rejected you for an interview. Get over yourself. No, you don't. But not. But not everyone looks at it that way. Everyone else wants to know what's happening, and that to them it was it was something right. that was worthy of their couple minutes of their time. Maybe and it's news, and news it's drama to some. And it's and it's drama, and you know the rest of the league's going to latch onto and be like, oh, the next Jimmy best. Graham is disgruntled, and right. he's going to pull Avante Davis and right. retired halftime. <laughs> no, he won't. There's too much. There's too many touchdowns to be caught this season. He's he's not going to. Uh, he's not going to do that. But thought it was a very busy Wednesday on the media front today, right. for all that it for all that it was. So, where do we stand right now? Well, Aaron Jones is back. Right. So they made a they made a roster move. They cut the corner. I can't remember his name, which is terrible of me. They cut the corner that they just signed. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's, it's, well, I just he, he stopped he by play, for a cup of coffee and he didn't play. And he's so gone. so they cut up that it was and it was not you know unfortunately it was not Devon House. He stopped I'm by just, and got a Kroll's butter burger. Yeah, and he's no, out. Just kidding. I Devon House has a value. It's just not as a, a one corner? on one cornerback. So Aaron Jones is going to return this week, but Jeremy. Your head coach of the Green Bay Football Packers right. says, hey, that's great. Aaron Jones is back, but uh, Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery have both been doing a really good job, and they're healthy, and they've carried the load so far. So right. Aaron Jones is going to be uh, going to come in behind them on the depth chart. This sounds a lot like the same old bloop that we've been hearing from Mike McCarthy right. since he stepped into town. I don't, I, I don't have a problem with it because those other two guys are playing well. Jamal Williams is playing really well. Ty Montgomery's been explo- explosive. Who's your best running back? It's Aaron Jones. He's just got it. Who do you put the Who do you put the ball in the hands of? Your best running. Back. Thank you. Your best player. Thank your you. Best player. Right. No, but at the same time, with Aaron Rodgers being hurt, who's your best pass blocker? Jamal Williams. Out of the group, it's Jamal Williams. So you got to have him on the field. So fine, put them both on the field. But then who do you take off? I'm, I'm not taking off Geronimo Allison. I'm not taking off Jimmy Graham. Well, I'm I'll, not taking off Devontae or Cobb. No, but I'll tell you who they should put on the field if they want to run the football. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. You got some snap stats here? Uh, yeah, Last week, we were very befuddled by the extreme lack of usage of one free agent tight end acquiree, Mercedes Lewis, yep. when you had Khalil Mack coming into the game knowing he's probably going to be good, seeing that he's very good and dominating the hell out of everybody right. and still not yes. bringing Lewis in to help and chip lock. I don't and this understand. week, Lewis, and he had seven snaps in week mm-hmm. one. This week, Mercedes Lewis had a whopping... It was 13? 13. No, no, 14 snaps. 14 uh, snaps. Not only was it 14... 100% Second increase. lowest amount of snaps on the offense. 100% increase in snaps week to week, though. Right. Yeah, sweet. That's exactly what we want. So 18% of the offensive snaps, He, the only player who got less than him was uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's it. How? This guy's value as a pass blocker, as a run blocker, as that fullback position moving into the backfield, playing some H-back, 
his value on the field is so high, at least to me. And if you're going to run the ball and you need to run the ball, especially against that defense, a defense with the best defensive line in the league, with the best defensive front in the league, you're going to need more guys who can block. And that's Mercedes Lewis. Right. What the hell is happening? Yeah. Why are they not using him? You know, like, fine, if Aaron Jones is the running back, great. He's kind of that scat back guy and can make guys miss. He doesn't necessarily always need a lead blocker. But Jamal Williams would really benefit from one. Right. That would be cool. Right. Having a little more time for Aaron Rodgers would be beneficial too. Sure. You know, Rodgers is on one leg, and you're still not playing your best uh, pass-blocking tight end or blocking tight end. So, according to the stats, and I know that up front, Washington, if there's a strength of their defense, it's up front. They have the ability to rush. Is Ryan Kerrigan still on that team? Ryan Kerrigan, I feel like, doesn't ever do anything except against Green Bay. He has, like, one very disgusting sack that's a a killer. You got Mercedes Lewis. He could help in that capacity. In that capacity, yes, he could help. Yep. Yeah, So here's another game. Here's another game. The point that I'm trying to make is here's another game where we expect to see more of Lewis on the field. But I expect to see the snap counts come out next week, and I expect to see it go from 14 to, what, 16? Yeah. 17. I don't I don't get it. For some reason they like Lance Kendricks because they're definitely playing Kendricks more than him. Lance Kendricks. But Lance got, Kendricks can't block for anything. Right. Kendricks He's, got 27 snaps. 35% of the offensive snaps he was on the field. 27. Twi- like how does he even get 10 more? Like Graham, 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 all the way down the field, Graham, down the field, quick pass, Graham, down the field, quick pass. If Marseille the problem is Mercedes Lewis comes in, what are they gonna do? What are they doing? They're running. They're running it, and the defense knows it. Yeah. So if you bring 89, you're going to probably have to find a way to get the ball in his hands a couple times to at least get defenses to guess what's going on. Yeah. My other concern is this week and next week, and I don't mean to keep uh, minimizing this matchup this week against Washington. It's a road game. It's going to be tough because it's a road game. I I, I don't think the Packers will lose, but – you get this inflated sense of we can do this. We're good. We're okay. Mercedes Lewis catches a touchdown or he catches some passes against some rougher, you know, bad. I mean, they play the bills a week after the bills are terrible. Yep. And they go into their next tough matchup, which is who do they have in, in week five? Well, let me pull it up. Uh, they do have Ryan Kerrigan in Washington, by the way. So, look so Washington, for- well, we know Washington's got a good, they've got a good front. They've got a decent pass rush. So the, the, but this is, this is still Aaron Rodgers, and I still think that that offense against Washington's defense is a is a better proposition for the Packers. Lions in Week Five. I think they're in better shape. I think the and Packers. Is that, I think is, is I that think, in Detroit or is it in? Uh, yeah, in Detroit, Week Five. I, I think the Packers against this Washington Washington team. Um, I I would hope that they come in pissed off with the way that things have gone. And usually, especially Aaron Rodgers, a pissed-off Packer team is a good Well, how do you take out thing. your aggression anymore without getting uh, flagged or kicked out of the game? Uh, score 65 points. Yeah, but, okay, well, score 65 points against a defense and, and a throw. If there's a defender touching your offensive player, throw the ball at that guy immediately and get a flag. Yeah. And just flag your way all the way up and down the field. All right, so we're jumping around, skipping around as usual. It's the best way that, that we roll here. Yep. All right, I have to bring this up. And this is, I think, you might need to, you might have needed to reload your uh, your empty beer for this one. Okay. So earlier we talked about Kentrell Bryce mm-hmm. on the touchdown to Thielen. Uh huh. Kentrell Bryce and his counterpart, 
Haha Clinton Dix both played every snap yep. this past week. The Packers clearly see them as their best safeties on the field. Now, Josh Jones did say today when he spoke to the media that he's confident that he will play on Sunday. Yep. He's not a deep safety in my eyes. Maybe the Packers see it differently. So I don't know how much Jones will take either Clinton Dix or Bryce off the field. But you clearly have a safety problem at times in Green Bay. Right. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix gets the interception off of a tip. That was Laqu- Laquan Treadwell being a, you know, a dip wad. Right. Tips the ball. He does what he does. Ask Vikings fans. They can't stand the kid either. He's finally scored his first touchdown of his career after three years against who? Who else? The Packers. Right. They love doing that. And Giving stuff like that up. But you've got a safety issue. You know, Ha-ha's not very instinctive. Right. Bryce clearly has problems. The so you want to sign Eric Reed? Seattle Seahawks. Oh. While the Seattle Seahawks are zero and two, yep, things aren't looking too good for them. So what did you, what did you say the percentage was? Uh, I think you might have said it, or I might have, might have heard it elsewhere. Wasn't me. I think it's like they have a ten percent chance to make it, a team that goes zero and two. Their percent chance Making of getting getting to the playoffs it, it drops to ten percent. Ten percent. So if you've got a way, if you're a team that's in flux. And they didn't have Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's going to come back and play this week. But I don't think Bobby Wagner is all of a sudden going to add five wins to the no. win column for the Seahawks. No. They're going to be bad this year. Uh, you might want to start trying to acquire some more pieces or get yourself some value or right. get yourself some – build up that bank account. So maybe is it's time for them. Guy, yeah. Is there a guy that might be able <laughs> to help them grab some decent value or at least a, a – a, 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 a high return in terms of draft picks, potentially yeah. a player or um, Earl Thomas, Earl, Earl Thomas, the, Thomas, the second, or yeah. is he the third, third. The, the third, third. Earl Thomas, the third. So the Packers aren't going to do this. It's been talked about. We talked about it before the season. It's been, it's, it's picked up steam because the yeah. Seahawks lost both of their games. I but, want them to, and, but I will <laughs> tell you, Thomas is aging. Okay. He's not worth a four year $50 million deal or $50 million guaranteed. He's, he's not worth elite safety kind of money. Right. Our defensive backs ever going to get elite money with the way that the league is going with the flags and the, the tackling rules. But mm-hmm. he is a markedly better safety than, than either, of, either the of the guys that they have yeah. out there. Right. Okay. Now. So the question is, would you trade haha Clinton Dix? and what? Uh, well, no, it's not necessarily. Would you trade haha Clinton Dix? Cause that's what they're going to want. They're going to want a young safety that they can try to get under, get get signed to a deal. And I know Haha hasn't been great, and he has his moments where he's a complete bonehead, and then he also has moments where like he has his head on a swivel and he ends up catching a tip pass in a key moment in the game. You know, he has those moments too. But they they would like to have a talented young safety that can try to get under contract rather than trying to keep Earl Thomas around and paying Earl Thomas because he's because he's getting old. Haha, and a number two for Earl Thomas. Yes or no? I wouldn't give it two. Not with Haha. Like, I, I would give a three. That's what they're going to want. Yeah, I, I think. So like, it's a dead deal in your mind. I might give him a two alone. Yes. So you can have oh, a two for Earl a two, Thomas. A two. I'm not giving him one. A two. I hit the mute button on my phone as I'm uh, faxing, because I'm sure the NFL still uses fax machines. Right. At, over the, the, the trade, the signature on that trade offer, and I'm laughing to right. the point of tears. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely, absolutely not giving a one. End of story. No one's involved. Earl Thomas isn't worth a one. Nope. So it's a to two anybody. by itself, or it's ha-ha in a three, or ha-ha in a four. That's it. Or maybe, if they want to get fancy, 
they get Kentrell Bryce instead of Haha. For I have reason. to imagine though that this conversation has already taken place and that the Seahawks have already said no. Uh, maybe. They still have to. They still have to uh, well, fill a stadium. They may have said no now, but maybe it's something they'll start considering. They still as have to. They, fi- they as, still have to fill yeah. a stadium. And if you if you trade away if you trade away Earl Thomas, you're telling your team that you're, the season is over. Right. You're also saying the same thing to your fans, and it's right. going to. Well, you still have down. you still have Russell Wilson to go watch play, and their fans love Russell Wilson. So it's not the quarter. You know, behind quarter, that still garbage offensive right. line. The quarterback position is number one in the league, no matter what you're talking about. Fans want to see the quarterback play, and they have a pretty good one. So, speaking of, I think I, this still is tol- seats. totally unrelated, but just just real quick, did you see Richard Sherman? Did no. They play the Lions on Sunday. No, Sherman, he's not what he used to be. No, yeah, the, I think the Seahawks did the right thing by not by letting him yeah, go. Yeah, they did. And you're happy the Packers didn't end up paying him yeah, tons of money. Yeah, yeah, he's not what he used to be, and it's not. You know, I'm not piling on top of him because he had that one snap in practice that got went viral because he got yeah. beat in practice he just you know it's a, it was a tough injury it was an Achilles heel great corner great knowledge great veteran great instincts you know he's like if Charles Woodson had suffered an ACL injury at the end of his career it would have been the same thing he would have had like the genius mentality and he would have still been able to make plays by his savvy alone mm-hmm. but that physical ability is just man. not there oh man that's too bad uh that's too bad so anyway all right so the Legion of Boom is officially, you know, a completely dis- disassembled. It's kaput. And so the, does Seattle want to want to add some value? I think before the trade deadline, Earl Thomas is playing somewhere else. I think so too. I think uh, I I think it happens. I don't know if it's in Green Bay, but it would make an awful lot of sense. But signing Eric Reed would make an awful lot of sense. And I know nobody's going to sign Eric Reed, but they should. Something something is uh, obviously preventing that from happening, you, and it's not going to happen. You know what's stupid? That whole, the whole, that no, the, the, no one was signing. The whole collusion case and, and the whole um, thing with Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed not having a job just proves it. He proves it, because Eric Reed is probably the best safety in Green Bay if they sign him. That's he's twenty six. Yeah, he's he twenty six, yeah, and he's he probably he the best safety on the roster. I just need, you know what? They just need a safety that's got ball skills. Josh Jones is going to become their best ball skill yeah. safety, but he has no ability to cover. I don't trust him. No, that's why. No, like no. I don't trust him. I, I just. That's not an answer. That's no. not that's not an answer. Eric, All right, well, Eric Reed would be good. Earl Thomas would be good. Eric Reed's out there and available and would probably pay for play for pennies right now right. because nobody's even calling. Right. Okay. A couple things we're gonna do. We're two things before we get out of here. The first thing is, speaking of answers, we have some questions that we want to answer. Yep. Okay. Some Twitter questions. Yeah. Well, some Twitter questions. Yes. And some some other. Well, let's do, let's do the qu- Twitter questions first. Go ahead. Lead us off. All right. So from Ben Taylor. Thank you, Ben. At the underscore B Taylor. Uh, I'm still heated that the game ended like it did with the refs making calls that were so blatantly wrong. What's the answer for the NFL? They'll either side with the guys, uh, the guys or issue an apology. Uh, I think by guys, he means the referees. Uh, When in reality, the game was decided by a ref. What is what if it has uh, playoff implications, which it could. And we talked about and that question might have come earlier this week before we got the official word from the NFL. So yeah, we already know. The, we it, already it, know the answer to the question. Yeah, it was pretty quick, but they, they well, no, his question is, what do they do? Well, what they do is I think what I talked about, either you get rid of the rule or you add rules that make that, that work alongside the tedious things that you, that, the rules that you have. So it needs to be reviewable. If it's a turnover or a touchdown and it's erased by a penalty, that penalty needs to be reviewable, and I think it should be automatically reviewed and not something the, the coaches have to call for. 
why don't we give the coaches a green flag? So if you throw a green flag, you get one per half. You can question a call. That's for a call. <laughs> if you throw the red flag, you're you're or, or a penalty. If you throw the red flag, it's any anything else. If you throw the wrong flag, you lose all oh, of your God. challenges for the day. Uh, you cannot throw two <laughs> flags at the same time. No, I don't want Mike McCarthy to have more things to think about on the sidelines. He can hardly handle. And what Jordy Nelson him is right gone now. to pick these things up right, and stuff jo- them back in his pocket. Jordy's not here to save the world. Uh, no, the answer is to make it automatically reviewable. As soon as it's a turnover and then it's a penalty, that gets reviewed. We're, we're making sure that we got that penalty correct. We can't erase touchdowns and we can't erase big turnovers because of a bad call. I'll, I'll say this. The only way I support that, because I'm a don't prolong the game anymore, is if the replay is initiated by the booth only, it should not be, it sh- the team should not be allowed to appeal. Right. Should be from the booth. That's what I'm saying. There should be another official that says, hey, I do this job too. Hang on a second. Let's talk about this. Not I'm an emotional coach and I'm pissed off because something bad happened to my team in a critical moment. And I'm going to gamble that this is going to get overturned and I'm going to get the result that I want. It should be an automatically reviewed play. And I don't think it necessarily prolongs the game every time. It can. But I think at the same time, it has saved the Packers from going through a full session of overtime. We would have ended in regulation and all went home happy. The game would have been over. Could you imagine? They, could you imagine if, like, Devontae Adams tears his ACL in overtime, or Aaron Rodgers gets hurt? Right, in because it's something then, like then, what just happened. And then everybody's it's, oh, in God. hindsight, it's like should have never even been there. What he a should nightmare! Have been in, should have been at home eating his Campbell's chunky soup, and he's like getting carted off in an air cast. Oh, yeah, God. no, that's a terrible scenario All that right. could have happened. What's that our next happened. question? What's our next okay, question? next question is from Anson Ogle at Anson twenty seven. Thank uh, you, Anson. Do you think if do you think if Clay Matthews performs more of a roll tackle instead of grabbing Cousins' right leg with his left hand arm slash arm, uh, the Packers are celebrating a win today? One hundred percent. I think the right leg being elevated is the rest argument for uh, as far as lifting and driving him to the ground. Yes, I think Cousins was already off his feet, and the way that Clay feet. grabbed him made it look like Clay did. Oh, if you can if you can grab and roll and turn it, that that's basically what uh, defensive players are now going to be taught to do. Right. Look, I, I think if in the moment the refs can review that play, they turn that over. I watched a Pop Warner practice at the park last night, literally with my my son. We were just standing there watching these kids, and they're still tackling like in the old school. And it's sad for me to see the old school ways because this was literally like a season ago when they could do this, where they could actually make contact with each other. And they're they're ramming into each other with their heads up, and like it's a battle till one gets the other one to the ground. I thought that was football, but apparently that's barbaric, and it's like you know the gladiator. The All league, right, the league, the league needs to embrace the fact that they run a violent sport, right? You can't take all of it. You can't can't make it perfectly safe. The UFC is very violent, right? We all know that. And some people think that's barbaric. Are they shying away from their violence at all? No. 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 Do guys get concussions in the UFC? Yes. And they're still making tons of money. And everybody just knows that that's what it is. And the league needs to understand that too. This is a violent game. And I'm not saying I want to see somebody beheaded, but I am saying let them play football. Right. Done deal. The quarterback signed up to play just like the running back signed up to play. And if the running back can get absolutely obliterated by a linebacker because he's running the ball, the quarterback should be able to be obliterated too. Welcome to football. Everybody's playing. 
This isn't two-hand touch for the quarterback, and it shouldn't be. They're headed to flags. They're going to have flags on the well, quarterback. Well, apparently Anthony Barr was, like, so worried he was going to get in tr- – he was chasing Aaron Rodgers to the sideline. He just kind of puts his hands on him right. and just sort of gives him a light little shove. Yes, I saw that. And Mike Daniels had the same thing happen. Mike he Daniels. Had, he had that, Cousins dead to right. Mike, Mike Dan- the Mike Daniels play is exactly what is what the bad fallout of this these rules is. Right. He gave up on you a play because tell- he was like, I, I, it's, more, yeah. it's more worth it for me to risk – not finishing a play than to cost my team 15 yards right now. Okay, last question. Last Twitter question from Matub. All right. He asks, if referee Tony Coronetti was a sandwich. Correnti. Oh, Correnti. Sorry. Yeah, not Coronetti. Uh, Correnti. If Correnti was a sandwich, what type of cheese would be on it? Blue. Blue cheese. I hate blue cheese. Blue comedy is like the bad kind. It's like, you know, anything blue, the blue, the blueness is just, it makes it, it makes it lesser and not as good. And that's why I say blue cheese. I'm just going to read the tweet that I, that I sent back to him. Head cheese. Because it's gross, unworthy of being called cheese, and no one wants it on a sandwich. Can the cheese? Stand alone. Whatever it be, have also been inside of a gym sock for a week before you ate I mean, it. head cheese looks like it came from a gym sock. Can you add other components to make the cheese even worse than it is? All right, yeah, sure. Fine. fine. We'll go with head cheese. It's, crap. it's poop cheese. Fair enough. Thank you, everybody who submitted questions for next week and for any future weeks. If you've got any topics from the current Packers game or the future Packers game and you want them read on the show, we will read all of them. We will a lot enough time. Please tweet us at our show handle at Cheesehead TV Live at no, CHTV at, Live yep. at CHTV Live or uh, tweet myself at Jason Perone or Jeremy at uh, Jeremy RVDL. That's right. All right. So one more thing before we go. We're not done answering questions. Tie game, worst thing on the planet. Maybe not the worst thing on the planet. There are other things worse, but there's this, this is this is one of the one of the worst things because you don't know how to feel. I still don't know how to feel three days later. So, is a tie worse than Jeremy listening to a Mike McCarthy presser for twenty hours straight, twenty four hours straight? Yes. Okay. I would, ordering a sandwich at the drive through, and then realizing they forgot the cheese after you've gotten home. Ooh, God, I'm from Wisconsin. That's <laughs> awful. That happened to me this morning, and I was very disappointed. It is was a terrible. Tie, yeah, is a tie worse than Skip Bayless doing color for the Packers versus Patriots no, game this season? No, nothing is worse than anything Skip Bayless. He's he's like the he's like a uh, a, a, a flesh that, trash bag. Wait, he's just, but it's but it's that specific game, Jeremy, and you have to watch it. Your eyes are propped open by little bamboo. Yeah, I'll pieces. take a tie. <laughs> I'll take a tie with the Vikings. That's fine. I want nothing to do with Skip Bayless. I'd rather be punched in the um, in the giblets. Wow! All than, right, then listen to Skip Bayless. What do you got? What else? Living in a crack house. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's now. Speaking of which, I'm, I'm pretty close here. 24 hours of Levar Ball on ESPN, and you have to watch it. You may not change the channel. Um, Levar Ball and Skip Bayless are the same person. I'm convinced. It's just they're wearing costumes one way or the other. I'm not sure which one's fake. It's the same douche in a different costume got every it. time. All right. What else you got? Drinking Milwaukee's best, any flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one might be the winner of them all. Is a tie worse than the Warriors winning the next straight NBA championships? Oh, God, I'll take a tie. If that, if that crap would end, that would be great. All right. That would be great. My last one's going to the dentist. What's worse? I, I, I'm actually friends with my dentist. I have this weird, cool relationship with him. That's so weird. I, for me, I will take the, 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 the going to the dentist because he's a good guy and it's, he always makes it, uh, makes it doable. All right. Last one. Is a tie worse than not wearing sandals in the gym locker room? Jeremy Vanderlinden, this one is tailor-made for you because oh, you are one of the only people I know of 
Who thinks it's disgusting if any man is not wearing anything on his feet in the locker room? You literally are deeming him as gross. having athletes for He's a gross immediately dude. Immediately because he okay, does not have Okay, listen, it's not up. necessarily that. It's that, he like, because sometimes he, I forget he, my sandals, too. Like, when I, when I go to the gym and it's time oh to shower. Oh, my God. Like I for, and I hate it. Like, I hate it. It's gross. But this is where the line is drawn. A guy in the locker room the other day, I watched him come, come into the locker room and take his shoes off barefoot walks into the bathroom by the urinal to go pee dude no you don't you can't stand barefoot by the freaking urinal man so um if it's that like i have to take my shoes off and stand at the urinal or a tie i'm taking a tie I'm not, I'm not standing barefoot at the urinal. That wow. dude's a disgusting You dude. took a tie in like three of the five scenarios I gave. Well, I mean, don't give me bad scenarios. I did a really good job. <laughs> no, that means I did really good. <laughs> I think I did really good. You actually chose the McCarthy presser for 24 hours over a tie. Oh, like, I would watch that. That's fine. Oh, because man. Because how many fun things it's could you come up with? being a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all Anyways, right. all right, we got to get out of here. Everyone, we're sorry for the technical problems we had this week. We hope you're able to enjoy yeah. the show. Again, please follow the show if you're not already. Tweet us with your thoughts, comments, questions at CHTV Live. I'm at Jason Perone. Jeremy is at Jeremy RVDL. This has been Cheesehead TV Live. Ticket King, our sponsor, want to thank them very much for that. We are going to be working on some additional wrinkles to the show that might involve you getting some stuff. So that'll be a future thing that we may yeah. have on the horizon. But we will be back next week to break down the Washington football team versus the green bay packers and hopefully we're talking about a victory packers will be 2-0-1 after this one some more good news to talk about jeremy anything for the peeps before we sign off um brush your teeth mind your p's and q's and uh wear your flip-flops at the urinal yeah wear your flip-flops at the urinal and say your prayers a little hulkamaniacs this has been cheesehead tv live peace maybe peace i forgot to open obs so now we'll say peace 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 <laughs> Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay, or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out cheeseheadtv.com for more great Packers content.